This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We're going to be coming out of Acts 20 and 24. Acts 20 and 24. Amen. This is where Paul was talking to the elders at Ephesus. Ephesus is in Asia Minor. We would know it as modern day Turkey, the country of Turkey. Amen. Um, Paul was on his way to Jerusalem where he would eventually uh, be arrested and be sent uh, and, and be, uh, he would be in Jerusalem and then eventually he would be under trial and then eventually he would be sent on to Rome. But before all that happened, he wanted to say goodbye to the elders at Ephesus or the leaders at Ephesus. Amen. All right. We're going to see what he's saying here to them. Amen. This is the uh, this is Luke who wrote the book of Acts. Amen. Do you know that Luke was a Gentile? Amen. He was a non-Jew. Amen. Here we go. It, it says, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. So he was about to go to Jerusalem and um, he was going to be arrested by the Jews there because he's he's doing something that they don't like amen but he's saying here he says I, I I count I neither do I count my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy that's a key one hallelujah if you want to finish your course it's got to be with joy let me go on and the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Hallelujah. What was the ministry that Paul received from Jesus? Hallelujah. Uh, uh, hallelujah. It was the ministry. Hallelujah. Which I received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of grace. Amen. Glory to God. There, as we are in these challenging times, as Christians, we want to be an encouragement to the world. We want to share with them our faith in Jesus Christ. We want to be uh, a blessing to them. Amen. But God wants to remind us what our ministry is, what our message is, what we should be conveying to the non-believers or to those who are unfamiliar with Jesus Christ and what we should be conveying to those that are new in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And it is the ministry, the same as what Paul received from Jesus, is to, to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Unfortunately, in our churches, we have steered away from the gospel message. Amen. And let me pick on myself. For years, I would preach about how to improve yourself through self-help and how to better yourself by um pulling up your bootstraps and just being better and uh, how God was demanding righteousness from us and we should give God the righteousness uh, that he's demanding from us as it shows in the Old Testament. I lacked an understanding of the, the Bible's overall message, amen, and the progressive nature of the Bible that leads us to where we are right now in the history of the world and in particular what covenant we live in and we live under the new covenant of 
grace amen the message that we share the ministry that we've received amen is to testify of the gospel of grace amen not to scare people into um living better amen we need to know that man is inherently evil he's not inherently good why am i saying that to you for we as christians to demand um people who don't know jesus to live a moral life amen is us to operate in a way that we don't understand that they're inherently evil or we don't believe that they're inherently evil and they cannot behave or act in a way that is in keeping with what god would have us to live and that is in a moral way amen hallelujah i know that's a little deep amen as an intro amen but today's message amen to get right to the point hallelujah is the gospel of grace the gospel of grace paul said he was giving the ministry to testify of the gospel of grace now if this great apostle who wrote most of the new testament amen was given that ministry what about you and i Yes, that's our ministry as well, to testify of the gospel of grace, especially during times like this where the world needs the gospel of grace. Please join me as I pray. Amen. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you for an opportunity to come together, even if it's online, to, to worship together, to to uh, draw from your word, to receive of your word together, Lord God. Hallelujah. I thank you for every Living Waters Christian Center member that has joined us today. I thank you for every visitor uh, that has joined us today on our online service. Every person, Lord God, hallelujah, that is with us, Lord God. I thank you and I praise you. But now, Father God, we come to the point in our service where we need a word from you. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. This task you've given me is far, far too great for me. Have your way in me and through me and teach us out of your word like never before. We thank you today. We praise you. and We bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 The gospel of grace. Amen. Let's get into it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Now, salvation, amen, for the purpose of um, this message, we're just going to say salvation is us becoming saved or uh, going to heaven one day. Amen. Being in right relationship with God, no longer under his judgment, but now in a place where we're under his grace. Amen. So the gospel is the power of God unto salvation amen i know uh salvation is an all-encompassing word sotoro in the greek amen but we're just going to keep it simple this week amen so being saved going to heaven one day amen being a christian hallelujah amen here's paul speaking paul the great apostle paul amen who um wrote 13 or maybe 14 books of the new testament amen uh, he's speaking to the church at Rome, and he's making his opening statement to them in chapter 1. Amen. 
And he is making a real bold statement in Romans 1.16. And I'm reading out of the Amplified Version. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ as Savior or to the to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So here Paul is proclaiming that the gospel is the power of God for salvation. This word power in the Greek, amen, which is the root word here from the Greek. This, this, the New Testament was originally written in Greek. This word power, amen, is the word dunamis. And it means the miraculous power, the might, the strength, amen. It's also the efficacy or the, it has the capacity uh, to uh, unveil the gospel message, amen, that it's effective in its uh, ability to persuade the unbeliever that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Glory to God. So he's not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We want people to come to know Jesus Christ. It's through the gospel message. It's not through beating them up. Listen, I am as uh, disappointed, and that's wrong for me to be so, but I'm as disappointed with uh, some of these leaders or some of the people, amen, that are very cavalier about what we're going through and want to reopen real quickly and they're putting um, business uh, desires above uh, health uh, practices. I, you know, I'm, as, I'm just as disappointed as you are, amen, but I have to go back to the understanding that they don't know any better because they're not in a relationship with Jesus like we are. So for me to expect them to think like me without having Jesus is a wrong expectation. Amen. Hallelujah. And what they need is not our condemnation. They need the gospel message. That doesn't mean we agree with what they're doing. Amen. It doesn't mean that we co-sign it. Amen. It doesn't mean that we're saying it's all right. It means that the way to reach people is through the gospel, not through our condemnation. Now, we can disagree. We can even openly, publicly disagree with things. Amen. But if we want to reach the world, it's through the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. We shouldn't be ashamed of that. Amen. Sometimes we look down on the gospel like it's too simple. It's simple, Simon. No, it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome power of God. Amen. That we have available to us to use to help draw people unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That should be what we want. Amen. That's Paul said that's his ministry. You see from Jesus to testify the gospel of grace. Amen. Let's move on. This word gospel in the Greek. Amen. And is a word you angel eron. Hallelujah. I got through it. Amen. And it means good news. You know, the gospel is good news. So if I beat people up with my, my Jesus message, amen, I don't believe they'll receive that as good news. Amen. What we have to share with the world 
is good news. So the content of what we're sharing, what we're um, conveying to others should be that which is good news. Now, if I tell someone, you are the worst person that ever lived, God's going to get you. Is that good news? Now, I could be honest with them and say, there's no way to get to heaven except through Jesus and your good works are not going to get you to heaven. Amen. I, I, I can't express that. Amen. But then I can, after that, insert the gospel message that they might uh, have the power of God unto salvation presented unto them. Amen. So it's good news. Let's remember, amen, as Christians, the gospel is good news. Okay. Hallelujah. After the death of, of Christ, the term euangel eron comprises also the preaching of concerning Jesus Christ as having suffered death on the cross to procure eternal salvation for men in the kingdom of God, but as restored to life and exalted to the right hand of God in heaven. This is speaking of Jesus. Thence to return in majesty to consummate the kingdom of God so that it may be more briefly defined as the glad tidings or the good news of salvation through Christ. It's the proclamation or to announce or declare publicly of the grace of God manifested and pledged in Christ, the gospel. That's from BibleHub.com. I know that's a big wordy, amen, definition, amen, but it's good news and it's concerning Jesus Christ. We're going to get more granular into it as we move on in this message, amen, more specific, amen. Let's move on. So gospel is good news. The Apostle Paul preached the true gospel, amen. So what I'm about to read to you, amen, is an actual message that the Apostle Paul shared during his missionary um, ministry, okay? Hallelujah. So the contents of the message, amen, are the specific things that Paul used to preach when sharing the gospel, amen? So let's turn there next. Amen. Amen. We're in Acts 13:38. I'm also reading from the Amplified Version. Amen. So what's Paul saying here? Acts 13:38, Amplified Version. He says, "So let it be clearly known by you, brothers, amen, that through him forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you." So what is he preaching here? The forgiveness of sins. He's preaching the gospel. And as he's preaching the gospel, he says that through him, this him being Jesus, forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you. So the contents of the gospel is the preaching of the forgiveness of sins. I know, I, you know, I've, I've been raised in a church. For many years and I've been very religious over the years and very self-righteous many times over the years and that was wrong and I didn't preach the forgiveness of sins to my listeners I was not preaching the gospel this is the gospel that through him forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed. I understand the tactic of making people feel bad 
or shaming people that they might change. I get it. I've done it. But it's not the gospel. It's not the gospel. What else did he say? Verse 39. And through him, this him being Jesus, everyone who believes, who acknowledges Jesus as Lord and Savior and follows him is justified or made righteous. That's what the word justified means. And is declared free of guilt from all things from which you could not be justified or made righteous and freed of guilt through the law of Moses or the Ten Commandments or for you and I in our modern day age through religious activities. The key here, he said, everyone who believes who acknowledges Jesus as Lord and Savior and follows him is justified or made righteous and declared free of guilt from all sins. If you're like me, I was ready to put people in hell. I was ready to beat people up and say I was doing it for the Lord. And I was going to make them feel bad and that, that shame, that guilt was going to make the true um, good person that's on the inside of them wake up and that all of a sudden they were going to be for Jesus. I was so wrong. And we as Christians, when we do that, we are wrong. We're not preaching the gospel when we do that. No, we're not to co-sign people's evil behavior. No, we're not to celebrate when they do wrong. But hallelujah, we're to share with them the gospel of grace. Amen. That if they, hallelujah, believe on the Lord Jesus, they will be forgiven of all their sins. Amen. And they will be made righteous through their belief in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Hallelujah. It's not through our religious efforts that, hallelujah, we gain salvation. Amen. It's through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I know I'm being very passionate about this today. Amen. But this is so important, especially during times like these, that we share the correct message of the gospel. Amen. So this is Paul preaching the gospel. Amen. It's what we should be preaching. Everybody, there is no other gospel. There's no other gospel. Now, when I was in the seminary learning about the Bible and everything like that, and that's what ministers do, amen, uh, we had a chapter on the different gospels, amen. There's a political gospel, you know, that I won't name any names. I'm not trying to shame anybody, amen, but there are many out there preaching a gospel that's purely political. There's a, uh, a uh, what's the word I want to use? Let me get away from that. But there's all the point I'm making to you, amen, is that there are many different preaching methods or content of messages that are called the gospel. But really, there's no other gospel. OK, there's just one. There's just one. Hallelujah. There's activist gospel. Amen. No, it's just one gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's, an agenda, there's a political agenda gospel. There's all the, there's just one. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Galatians. Amen. Here Paul had ministered to this church. Amen. And won them to Christ. Uh, but some 
a group of people called Judaizers came in and corrupted Paul's message to the people. These are people who had a mental understanding that Jesus was the Christ or the anointed one or the Messiah that was come from God. But they believed that salvation came through this knowledge of Jesus and your keeping of the Ten Commandments or the law. So for our purposes, what they're saying is uh, salvation comes through knowing Christ and through doing religious works. The combination of the two. They're, what they're really saying is that the cross was not sufficient to save us. Amen. Jesus dying on the cross was not sufficient enough. You must add human effort to what Jesus did in order to go to heaven and have salvation. Amen. So this is Paul's speech to him. Amen. He says, I am astonished and extremely irritated. I'm coming out of Galatians 1 and 6, the Amplified Version. He says, I'm astonished and extremely irritated that you are so quickly shifting your allegiance and deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different, even contrary gospel. So we, they left the grace of Christ to now follow what was called the gospel, which was, okay, believe in Jesus, but also add to it uh, your religious efforts, especially those uh, where you follow the Ten Commandments. Now, let me say this for the, the listeners who have not heard me share this before. The Ten Commandments were given by God, and they are uh, holy, just, and good. So I'm not downing the Ten Commandments. They're, they're, they're holy, they're just, they're good, they're wonderful. However, they were not meant to transform us. They were not meant to um, take us to heaven. Amen. They are a strict and staunch set of God's moral commands. Amen. And as human beings, we cannot keep them because we are human. He's God and we're not. Especially with us being in the state where mankind in general is separated from God. Hallelujah. And if I'm separated from God, then I certainly can't keep his Ten Commandments. Now, the Jews tried to keep the Ten Commandments and the other 613 laws that were rooted in the Ten Commandments for 1,500 years. And the Old Testament ended without a resolution for man's sin problem. All right. And then we have the four Gospels and then we have uh, the, old, uh, the New Testament letters and everything like that. Hallelujah. My point to you, amen, is that the Ten Commandments are holy, they are just, and they are good, but they don't have the ability to transform us into Christians. Amen. Their purpose is to show us how much uh, we are in need of Christ. We get frustrated. We're like, I can't keep these Ten Commandments. I need somebody to help me. That person to help me is Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse seven, Paul says, which is really not another gospel, but there are obviously some people masquerading as teachers who are disturbing and confusing you with a misleading counterfeit teaching. Oh my God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All those years where I was trying to get people to feel bad about their behavior, Hallelujah. And yes, the Ten Commandments can do that in a way. And Jesus did use the Ten Commandments to show the rich young ruler that he needed Jesus, not his 
good efforts. Amen. Hallelujah. But our intention isn't to make people feel bad. It's to unveil the gospel message of Christ. Hallelujah. So misleading and counterfeit teaching and what to distort the gospel of Christ, twisting it into something which it, it, which it absolutely is not. Hallelujah. My self-help efforts, my psychology teaching, all that stuff was not the gospel that I engaged in personally over the years. My condemnation of the congregants, the people in the church was not the gospel message. Yes, there's correction in the church. Amen. That the leader is sometimes led by God to correct the congregants, but to correct them in love, not to condemn them. Amen. Many of us have sent people to hell or thought we sent them to hell. We thought we had that authority. That's not within our authority to send people to hell. Amen. Our role is to testify of the gospel of grace. Amen. Next verse. But even if we or an angel, so Paul's really going there, from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to, to that which we originally preached to you, let him be condemned to destruction. Oh my God, that's, those are heavy words, especially for the New Testament. Let him be condemned to, construct, con, to destruction. The, new, uh, the uh, King James Version says, let him be accursed. My God. Paul's saying here, the gospel message is so precious, it's so vital, that if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we originally preached to you, let him be or her be condemned to destruction. It's vital that we preach the gospel of grace, saints and audience members. Let me go on here. Verse 9, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel different from that which you received from us, let him be condemned to destruction or accursed. The point of me reading this to you, amen, is to show you the vital importance of the correct gospel being preached to the world. Amen. Paul felt very strongly about this. God felt very strongly about this to have Paul to write this to the church at Galatia. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to preach the true gospel of grace. Amen. Hallelujah. There are four pillars of the gospel message. There are four things that the gospel message stands on that we should have in our message or in our witnessing to others. There are four components, amen, four things that we build on to share the gospel message, amen. Amen, we're gonna turn to 1 Corinthians 15 and three. Uh, during this passage of scripture that I'm about to read, Paul was sharing about Christ's resurrection to the church at Corinth, amen. Hallelujah. And we're going to look for these four things in the scripture here that are the pillars of the gospel message. Okay? Amen. He says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Pillar number one, Christ died for our sins. He said, I'm delivering unto you first of all that which was which I also received. So so Paul received it and now he's sharing it 
with the church at Corinth, and now I'm sharing it with you. Pillar number one, Christ died for our sins. We can't make a right or redeem ourselves of our own sins. Christ died for our sins. When we were out there doing our thing in the world, Christ died for our sins. All right. According to the scriptures, he says. Next verse, verse four. And that he was buried. Point number two. He was buried. Pillar number two. Why is this important? It confirms that he was truly dead. There were religions at the time, especially uh, the Gnostics, amen, which was a sect of Judaism that believed that Christ really didn't die. But if someone's buried, that means they're really dead. So pillar number two of the gospel message, amen, is that Christ was buried. Let me read on. And that he rose again the third day. Point number three or pillar number three. Christ rose from the dead. He was resurrected. What good is it to believe in a God that did not rise from the dead? If he did not rise from the dead, our faith is in vain. Let's all just sin and die. But the fact that he did rise from the dead, amen, hallelujah, means that, hallelujah, he was God. And that which he preached was truth. Truth is that which repeats itself. That which is eternal, that which was always true in the past, is true now and will be true in the future. That is truth. It, it is consistent. It is eternal. There will be no facts that are uncovered in the future that overturn it. Truth is consistent. Amen. Hallelujah. So point number one, Christ died for our sins. So pillar number one, Christ died for our sins. Pillar number two, that he was buried. He truly was dead. And point number three, or pillar number three, he rose again the third day, or he was resurrected according to the scriptures. Verse five of 1 Corinthians 15. And that he was seen, or he appeared of Cephas. Cephas is another way of saying Peter, amen. Then of the 12, and then it goes on to say he was seen of, fi uh, of 500 at the same time, and then James, the brother of Christ, amen, the half-brother of Christ, amen, it goes on to say in the scriptures as if we were to continue to go on, amen. So wh what are the four pillars of the gospel message? Christ died for our sins, amen. Christ was buried. Christ rose from the dead, and then Christ was seen or appeared. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why is it important that he appeared or was seen? Amen. That that they saw with their five senses, or they uh, um, were able to sense with their five senses. The people that were alive at the time that were the personal witnesses of the resurrected Christ. They saw him with their five senses. Do you know one of the qualifications of being a New Testament writer or being accepted by the church fathers uh, hundreds of years ago? as the, the, the book that you wrote was an official uh, book of the Bible that it should be included, was to be an eyewitness of Christ. 
or to or someone like Luke, amen, received uh, the testimony. Many believe that Luke was um, was given the books that he wrote from from Peter or Paul. All right. So that they're the true authors of those books. Amen. That's another message. Amen. But to be seen. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ died for our sins. Christ was buried. Christ rose from the dead. Christ appeared. Amen. Those are the four pillars of the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And should be included in our gospel message as we share it with others. Amen. Hallelujah. That brings us to the question, why is it called the gospel of grace? Why, why, is, why, why is that the mission statement of the Living Waters Christian Center? Why did Paul say this in Acts 20 and 24? Why is it called the gospel of grace? Amen. We're going to turn to the book of Ephesians. Amen. Ephesians 2 and 8. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. For it is by grace. Let's stop right there. <laughs> For it is by grace. What is grace? It's God's remarkable, remarkable, excuse me, compassion and favor drawing you to Christ. Amen. Grace is the unmerited, the unearned, the undeserved favor of God that he sent his son to die in our place. We were sinners as, the, as, as mankind. All of us were sinners. We were in Adam's loins when he sinned. Thus sin was passed on to us. Amen. When he sinned, we sinned. How did we sin? We were in him. In seed form when he sinned. So it is the remarkable grace of God, the unearned, the undeserved, the unmerited favor of God to send his son to die in our place that we might have the opportunity to receive his son and, and receive salvation. Amen. For, for it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. Faith in who? Faith in Jesus Christ and those four things I just shared with you, those four pillars. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. Salvation is a gift of God. It is a grace gift of God. It's not something, amen, that we can do ourselves. This is why it's called the gospel of grace. It's something that God chose to do out of his benevolence for mankind, out of his goodness towards mankind. Hallelujah. This is the gospel. Hallelujah of grace. Hallelujah. Let's move on to verse 9. Salvation cannot be earned through religious efforts. Even if we told the world you need to get yourself together and start acting right, they would still go to hell. What? It is not through religious activities that I earn salvation. It is a gift of grace. So even if it were possible, and it is not possible because they're not connected to God, if everyone in the world, if the religious, I mean, excuse me, if the political leaders just started acting right, started acting right and behaving right right now, hallelujah, it would not gain them heaven. We cannot undo through our religious efforts, through our good works. We cannot undo the sin of Adam through good works. Only Jesus could do it. Amen. Hallelujah. He lived the perfect life, 
died as an innocent person, amen, for us, amen, and rose from the dead on the third day as evidence that Father God accepted his sacrifice, his payment for our sins. Amen. Salvation cannot be earned through religious efforts. Please stop trying to correct people in the world and share with them the gospel. Yes, you can disagree with them. But the, as a means towards salvation, correcting them won't do it. I know that's hard. Human nature is, I want to correct you. I want to get you right. Amen. But it's counterintuitive. It's introducing them to Christ. And then if they say, well, I'm a good person. I, I'm going to make it to heaven. Then we share the Ten Commands with, Commandments with them. They see that they don't measure up to God's standard. And then they say, oh, I need help. And we share with them the gospel message. Amen. All right. All right. Ephesians 2 and 9 Amplified Version says, not as a result, speaking of salvation, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law or to act in a religious fashion so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. I can't take credit for my salvation. All the credit goes to Jesus. Hallelujah. Saints, it's not your fasting. It's not your uh, walking old ladies across the street. Amen. Elderly ladies across the street. I want to be PC. Amen. It's not those good things that you do that earn salvation. It is a gift from God through the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. I have engaged in as much, if not more, religious activities than all of you. Hallelujah. I can pat myself on the back about all I've done as a Christian. Amen. But all of that is, as Paul said, dung. Amen. Hallelujah. It is the gift of God through the person of Jesus Christ that has been given to me. Amen. That I might have salvation. That you might have salvation. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I picked up preachers from the airport. I have cleaned the church. I have help people i've helped i've done all these things amen but they mean nothing in comparison to god's awesome gift that he gave us through the person of jesus christ amen hallelujah good works are good but they are a result of christ's good work and finished work at the cross amen so good works don't earn a salvation they are a result of our salvation amen so keep on doing good things, but know that it's a gift of God through Jesus Christ that has uh, been bestowed on you for you to have salvation. Amen. That's the gospel. Hallelujah. We're going to close with this last scripture. Amen. And I want to encourage you to go ye therefore and preach the gospel to all creatures. Amen. We're going to come out of the book of Mark. Amen. Mark 16, 14. I want full disclosure, though. In many of the original transcripts, this portion of Mark is not included. When I mean original transcripts, the original writings of those that uh, wrote, out, wrote out the New Testament. So there's not a consensus where this portion of Mark is in every single one of them. It's in a lot of them, but it's not in every single one of them. So for you Bible scholars who know this, amen, I'm just acknowledging that I understand this, amen. Hallelujah. But the Bible has been scrutinized over a, a long period of time and the church fathers decided to include this portion of scripture in the Bible that we have today. So it's canon. Amen. 
or it's 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 it measures up to their criteria amen so here we go amen mark amen this is as after jesus was resurrected amen uh mary magdalene had seen uh she saw jesus amen uh the risen christ amen and she went and shared it with the uh the 11 apostles uh, uh, that were still there and they chose not to believe her word now at that time a woman's word was not considered uh valuable enough to be believed amen and this is one of the proofs that the that jesus did r rise from the dead amen for a society who did not view women's word as valuable to place the word of a woman in scripture meant embarrassment for the men of that day to do that for them to do that means that it actually happened ladies listen i know that you are not always treated fairly and you're not valued or celebrated like you should be amen you are wonderful you are fearfully and wonderfully made amen you're made in the image and likeness of god wonderful hallelujah but this is the greatest day for ladies today hallelujah you're not treated like you should be amen but back then the word of a woman was not even believed amen so Let's get to our scripture here. Amen. It says later, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table and he called them to account for their unbelief. They didn't believe the word of Mary and he is correcting them on that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because of their culture. Amen. They chose not to believe the word of a woman. Although she was sharing with them truth she was sharing with them the gospel message and they chose not to believe the gospel message i'm telling you today that the 11 disciples who walked with jesus for three years chose not to believe the gospel message because it came from a woman my god Ooh, there's a message in there let me begin to read this again. Later, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he called them to account for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen from the death, from death. The 11 did not believe that Jesus would be resurrected. Hallelujah. Let's move on. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. Hallelujah. I must have read that wrong. Go. And he said to them, go, ye, go into all the world and preach psychology or go into all the world and preach condemnation. Shame people, beat people up. No, he said, go into the world. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation or all creatures, it says in the King James Version. Amen. So as we live in these times, when the COVID-19 health pandemic has hit the world as it has, and people are confused and people are panicking, and people are saying that what these countries are doing are uh, illegal to keep me at home, to protect me. I want to go out here and make money. I want to do this and that. And I, and, and, and I understand where they're coming from. I really do. I'm not beating them up. 
but the world is panicking or people are out and not wearing masks and doing all these things and trying to isolate the uh, the virus. Amen. And, and all these things are going on and the stock market's up and down and gas prices are at historic lows and all these things are going on. Amen. It's our job as Christians to share the gospel message. Amen. But if we get caught up in what everybody else is caught up in, we're not going to be focused on the gospel. Or if we get caught up in, in beating people up. Amen. Or, uh, uh, you know, let me let me keep it real with you. Amen. Condemning the president and everything. I'm, this and like as a preacher in a 501 C3 organization, I'm not allowed to talk about politics. Amen. But the point I'm making here is I focus on the president, the Congress. All these things is not where our focus should be. Yes, we should not be ignorant. We should know what's going on, but we should be sharing the gospel and not spreading fear to others. Amen. Or, or causing or being the cause for others to get angry. We should be sharing the gospel. And that gospel is the gospel of grace. Amen. I really I'm speaking to the saints of God now. I'm really uh, com I'm compelled to share with you. Amen. Our focus should be the gospel, not spreading fear, not trying to condemn people to make them receive Jesus. Amen. Not hallelujah, beating people up that are public figures. I see what you see. I experience what you experience. Amen. But our role is to share the gospel somebody say amen. amen amen all right i gotta get you off of here hallelujah listen um before i do this let me go back before i do this amen hallelujah let me share the gospel now if you're on here and you don't know jesus and you've tried to work your way into heaven you've tried to be a good person you've tried to do all that you know how to do that you might spend eternity with Jesus Christ. But your efforts have not proven uh, successful. Amen. I want to offer you, amen, salvation through the person of Jesus Christ. He died for all your sins. So no matter what you did, he died for them. Amen. You can't correct what you did. You can't redeem yourself. Only he can redeem you. Amen. He's the way to heaven. He's the way to Father God. Amen. He's the way to truth and the life. No one comes to the Father or Father God except through him. If that's you, amen. You've tried different religions. You've tried Islam. You've tried Hinduism, amen. You've tried uh, Christian science. You've tried all these different things uh, to try to get to God. Hallelujah. And, and I know the saying that there are many roads to God. No, Jesus said narrow is the way and straight is the gate that leads to God. In other words, there is one way. And it's through the person of Jesus Christ. How do I know? He said, amen, that he would die for our sins and rise the third day. And he did it. There's an empty grave. Everyone knows where it is, but nobody knows where his body is. I have a tendency to believe someone when they say something, they die and they rise from the dead. Amen. I'm going to believe that person. Amen. So if that's you, you want to go to heaven, you want to spend eternity with God, you want to have assurance that if you weren't to wake up tomorrow, that you would be in heaven. Amen. Please, please, please say these words with me. Say, 
Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead as evidence and payment that all my sins are forgiven. Amen. Bye, Father God. I thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that simple prayer sincerely, you were saved one day going to heaven, have access to all the 3,500 promises of the Bible through Jesus Christ, amen. And if you were not to wake up tomorrow, you would be with Jesus. Paul said, absence from the body, present with the Lord. Amen, amen. Welcome to the family of God. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.